Hello everybody, Ben Marcus here, the Raptors Digest. Riker, a controversial thing over the past couple weeks has been the, the talk of the NBA trade deadline. You know, the, the Toronto Raptors obviously made a couple moves. They brought in Jeremy Lin, and they obviously, you saw the title of the video, they traded from Marc Gasol, trading fan favorite Jonas Valanciunas, DeLon Wright, and CJ Miles to Memphis, bringing in Gasol, who has been kind of confusing to watch because you look at his box scores each and every game they've been very underwhelming but you look at the eye test you look at how the team has been performing with him in the lineup you know top in the league in defense top of the league you know the field goal percentage the three-point percentage all that has increased while he's on the team while he's playing and you know the team looks better but his individual performance is going very poorly and people are questioning whether this was the right trade to do so Riker you were initially skeptical on this trade and inevitably you came around to you know thinking it was the right move to do what are your thoughts on the trade right now right okay so it's 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 a tale of two cities right j cole (laughs) um obviously the if you look at the team performance Mm -hmm. overall that's the real reason this trade makes sense because you mentioned it uh we don't have we couldn't find the exact stats we found them somewhere lost them again but the (laughs) three-point shooting percentage has increased now to among the top in the league since the acquisition since the trade they went from, we do have the stats for assists, they went for t- from 22nd in the league in assists, team assist to third place behind Denver and surprisingly Washington. Um, so overall, and then defensive ability has gone up. And then you, you do need to factor in and consider, again, time with the team, chemistry, all these things, and injuries, of course. So overall, team performance has gotten better. But that's... To look at what you actually got in return, Marcus Gasol, stats-wise, and looking at what he's giving... Uh, out on the court besides assisting right besides his facilitating because he's really a big point guard uh, in in certain ways because the offense can flow through him Uh, Jonas Valanciunas has been absolutely a shining star since he left the team so if you just look at individual performances team factors completely discluded it looks like you 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 sort of lost a real diamond in the rough but that's what we're going to talk about here now yeah, certainly. Jonas Valanciunas has been absolutely impressive for the Memphis Grizzlies. He's uh, currently averaging for the Grizzlies 19.9 points per game, uh, 11 rebounds, absolutely monstrous numbers in the 19 games he's played. Obviously, he's going to be out with injury for the rest of the season now, but you know he probably would have played if it wasn't the Memphis Grizzlies weren't taking and all all that. But in the games he's played for Memphis, he's completely stepped up his game. People have been waiting for Jonas Valanciunas to break out and be the player that he kind of has shown down in Memphis. And he showed in spurts for Toronto Raptors over the past couple seasons, but Riker, this wasn't going to happen on this Toronto Raptors roster. It couldn't happen yep. because, Ben, it, it literally couldn't exactly. happen. And we had a lot of angst last season towards Dwayne Casey and the coaching staff for not playing him, through not um, feeding it to him down low. And what happens? He goes to Toronto. In the first game, he takes 19 field goal attempts. Second game, he takes 15 field goal attempts. On his entire season, this season with the Toronto Raptors, he did not take as many shots in any one particular game. In his first two games on Memphis, he, he goes out and he now scores. He had In the, the season with Toronto, he had two games where he was over 19 points. And now since being on Memphis, he's had 13 games, 20-plus points, two in the 30-point range. Mm-hmm. So it's a product of them recognizing what kind of player he is. Obviously, the, the team is not as talented, so they're going to have time to be able to go to him more. But we knew Jonas was a guy that... He could, he has potentially, he yeah. has skill in the league, and he's really now being able to flourish. 
But that wouldn't have happened, like you said, on the Toronto Raptors. There's just no way with the balance of the players that they have that he would have been able to take as many shots per game. Certainly. His shots went from being on the Toronto Raptors, he shot about 8.6 field goal attempts per game. In Memphis, he's shooting close to 15. That's nearly double. You know, Jonas Valanciunas, the more you give him touches, the more he's going to score. That's how it goes. He's been remarkably efficient in his time with Toronto, and those are all great things. The scoring and the rebounding weren't the issues with Jonas Valanciunas. The issues were coming on his ability to play pick-and-roll defense and his ability to consistently stretch the floor and, you know, be able to create and play within the flow of an offense. Because we've seen it. When Jonas Valanciunas gets the ball, everything kind of slows down. And during playoff time, Right when people when he's down the block, he's not very good at passing outside the post. Right, teams kind of come out and double him, and he can't really do much except make a straight line, just complete outlet and slow, completely slow down, initiate the offense. Right, that's his game isn't uh, within the flow of talented players around him. That's not where he necessarily thrives. So offensively, he's he's not making people worse, but he doesn't make people better. And defensively, you know, we talked about it so much, especially at the beginning of the year. There was so many plays. It was classic for Jonas Valanciunas in the pick-and-roll defense to just completely sag off in the paint and give up completely open shots. We saw it in the Wizards series last year. Bradley Beal, how many mid-range, open mid-rangers did he give up to Bradley Beal and John Wall in that series? LeBron James, they completely feasted them in the pick-and-roll in the past two, three seasons when Jonas Valanciunas was on the the court and now with this Toronto Raptors team because we also gave up you know, we gave up Jonas Delon and CJ Miles obviously Delon's a very good defender but giving up CJ and Jonas there are no defensive liabilities on this roster in the playoffs there are no holes that you can attack in our rotation and that's going to be extremely valuable because there's no one you have to hide on this team anymore no, that's a really good point to bring up. And it's not something that's this is part of the eye test, right? Mm-hmm. Because the defense, there's not a lot of metrics that you can really pick out on the stat sheet that would be a fantastic indication of what the improvement is, except for net defensive rating, team defensive rating, things like that. But if you do watch Marcus All play, even though he's not an upgrade in athleticism or length or anything like that, one of the biggest concerns or the biggest challenges of having Jonas Valanciunas on your ro- or in the lineup that's on the court, especially come clutch time, late minutes, is exactly like you said. He's a good free throw shooter, mm-hmm. so he's not really an, an, a liability on offense. Yeah. Exactly, but defense, even though he, 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 he knows to come up and he knows the head screens sometimes and come up, on the switches, he's basically useless. He's he's not able to be mobile, and I don't think that he really understands how to play in the middle of the paint, right? Mm-hmm. In the middle of the key. That's what Marcus Gasol in the few games that he's played in the Toronto Raptors thus far, I see him do a really good job, job of. He understands his lack of athleticism. Mm-hmm. Right? He, he's not that he can't run up and down the court, but his spacing on defense is fantastic because he can really rotate well without having to actually run to, from position to position. And that's that's a big thing that can't be underrated with Marcus Gasol. Certainly. And his ability to just make reads on help side defense. He's not blocking shots, but he's getting the way. He's not He's not gonna. He's not going to be a player like Serge Ibaka that gets up there and gets the highlight blocks or Siakam, any of these players. But he, he seems to change uh, so many shots when he's in the paint because he's so strong, he's sturdy, and he knows where to be. You know, we, we kind of talked about with Jakob Pertl last season. He was a guy that kind of knew where to be, but he was very thin and, you know, did make rookie mistakes. Gasol has that, but is also a thick, experienced player. And he, he t- also takes charges in the paint as well, which is a very underrated skill. You know, him and Kyle Lowry taking charges in the playoffs is going to be certainly a great sight to see. But, you know, we're, we've kind of been talking up Marcus Gasol a lot. But the one underwhelming thing that we've we've had with Marcus Gasol coming on the roster, he's only averaging nine points per game. 
nine points per game with the yep. team. His his rebounding and stuff is, and assists are still pretty solid. Six six rebounds per game, four assists, and he hasn't necessarily started a bunch of games, so his minutes have been down from Memphis. But this guy was averaging sixteen points per game in Memphis. You know, he was shooting, he was getting a couple threes a game. You know, we want to see Marcus All be more aggressive on the offensive end, and it's a skill and it's something he's been better at over the past couple games. So it's definitely it's in the right trajectory for Marcus All as a, in terms of being a scorer, but. We need him to be more aggressive because he. We've already talked about to death about how he improves the team defensively, offensively. He gets the best out of all the players around him. But to really assure that this was definitely the move to make, especially where Jonas Valanciunas is almost ten years younger, uh, he really needs to establish himself as a consistent yeah. scoring threat for the Toronto Raptors. While he was on Memphis, he was averaging about thirteen field goals attempted yep. per game, and now he's gone down significantly. I'd say he's around seven to eight field he's goals. He's at seven point five. There you go. Oh, I was exactly on. Yeah. I didn't even have the numbers in front of me. I, that, that's exactly what I, it looked like. And what's concerning is a lot of the games that he wasn't scoring at a high rate as well um, was he was also shooting a poor field goal percentage. Yep. Two for six, one for five, one for six, three for seven. And in, especially in, in games against good teams. So that was the big concern as we were kind of seeing him disappear, right? But that's on top of him not really seeming to be aggressive. But I think a lot of that comes from if you're not getting a lot of shots up, then really the shot selection that you're looking for is few and far between. Mm-hmm. So if we can see him uh, increase his field goals attempted per game, get him around 10, 11, I think that that'd be a comfortable number on average. And then some games he's, of course, going to take more. Then we're going to see his confidence come up. We're going to see his field goal percentage probably rise. The one thing, though, about Marcus Gasol is that he's this season he's had 22 games, and this stretches back into his Memphis time as well, where he's scored only 0 to 9 points, Mm -hmm. which is double the amount that Jonas or Serge Ibaka have had all season. So really, we've expected him to be a shooter when really we do need to factor in that because of the nature of his all-around game, his assisting, his facilitation, um, his defensive play, we're really, we have traded away a guy that's looking to score first to a guy that's not going to be, he's going to be more passive when it comes mm-hmm. to scoring. Yeah. Right? So that's that's the trade-off. Yeah, for sure. And in term, in context of this Raptors team, because you can make the argument on most rosters, you'd rather the guy that can get you more buckets rather than do the other things. But in ter- we have Kawhi Leonard, we have Pascal Siakam, we have Kyle Lowry, we have Danny Green who just went off for a crazy night. Fred Van Vliet's been on fire. We have Serge Ibaka has been a monster scorer down the paint all season long. We have a lot of guys that consistently be relied upon to put the ball in the hoop, and I think Marcus All can be relied upon to do it in you know some context when you really run the offense through him. But we don't necessarily need him to go out there and take you know the fifteen shots that Jonas is taking in Memphis right now, right? We need no. him to do the little things, but to be more of a threat, I think that would make the most out of this deal for the Toronto Raptors. But in certain matchups in the playoffs, I think you do want him to be a guy that mm-hmm. takes more shots than Danny Green. Well, maybe not Danny Green because he's you, you want him to take threes, yep. but maybe more than Kyle Lowry or maybe more than Pascal Siakam in the in a matchup such as uh, Boston if they were to play them in the in the playoffs. I doubt they will. Or in a game or in a series like Milwaukee, where really you're going to see with that team having so much length, I think that their weakest defensive position would be Brooke Lopez, yep. right? So I'd almost like to see Marc Gasol become one of the, the top field goal uh, or, you know, or, one of the top shooters on the team. Or even against the Sixers, because Joel Embiid is obviously known as being a phenomenal defender, but he's going to have a lot riding on him most of the game for the Philadelphia 76ers. So we've seen him get gassed in the past, so maybe we could see Marc Yeah, but I'd see, I'd see Pascal Siakam being used more in a yeah. 76ers matchup than, than Marc Gasol. But I think especially in like a Bucks matchup yeah. or even a Boston Celtics 
Celtics if they happen to play them. But so, it really depends. For right now, the, you're right. Marcus is can be the fourth option, option or fifth option as long as he's providing everything else on the court. Certainly. And the one question I want to throw at you, right? Is he capable of being a, you know, upping his scoring? If you give him more attempts in a specific playoff matchup, you mentioned Brooke Lopez. Do you think he's capable of... Going back to that Marcus All, you know, only a couple seasons ago was he averaging 17 points per game, 19 points per game. You know, do you think he's capable for maybe a playoff series to put in big numbers if we run the offense through him exploiting matchups? Or do you think this is the best that we can get out of Marcus All in context of this roster? 10 point, 12 point per game score and doing all the little things? Well, I'm just, I'm just looking at, again, the same thing that I said for Jeremy Lin. Really, the best indication is the most recent things yep. that you can look at. And with Marcus Gasol, there was a stretch where he had a lot of double-digit games, but he still wasn't shooting at a very high rate. I think you're going to see Marcus Gasol's consistency on the offensive end just drop now because of his age, because of where he is as a player. Um, I wouldn't look to rely on him in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I'd look to rely on other guys. But if you can have a matchup where he can do well, you know... Again, like a, against Brook Lopez, I would hope that he could perform well. But if you're putting him against Joel Embiid, I wouldn't expect him to be the, the scorer every night. I don't know. What, what, what do you think? That's a fair point. I think we could certainly rely upon him to get maybe 15, 16 points per game, especially in the playoff setting. You know, the grit and grind player, everything slows down. Marcus Gasol, I think, is going to be capable of getting buckets. And one very intriguing thing about his tenure with the Toronto Raptors as well, his three-point percentage has quietly been absolutely amazing. He's shooting 41% from the three-point line. Now his Three-point attempts have been cut in half. He's taking about two a game, but that, that's an intriguing thing there. Maybe we'd see his volume go up. His percentage might decrease a little bit, but, you know, that that's something very intriguing there. Riker, before we end off this pod, right, because yeah. we've kind of been neglecting one other, you know, C.J. Miles was a guy that really struggled for the Raptors, so getting rid of him, obviously he's thrived in, in Memphis before he was injured, so I love to see C.J. Mate doing great, but he was a negative on the Toronto Raptors, so getting rid of him wasn't a big issue, but DeLon Wright, he's a player that, that was a young guy for the Toronto Raptors he's one of the older young guys so to speak but you know he's in a contract year he was having a solid season for Toronto a bit underwhelming we were we weren't super hyped with the jump he made as a Toronto Raptor but in Memphis he's he stepped up his game he's averaging 11 points per game four assists four rebounds five, almost five rebounds you know he's been very impressive down there you know it, it, I just want to say something about him first he was a guy that wanted more of a role he's in a contract year there's rumors that he might have requested a trade you know with some of his social media things saying that he's not an 11th guy so i i think delon right it just made sense to move him i don't think we we're going to re-sign him in the offseason and you know was he really going to be in the playoff rotation with how he was playing for the toronto raptors no he wasn't going mm-hmm. to be and i look back on this trade and think I'm sad that Jonas is gone mm-hmm. because if we were to allow him or if there it somehow happened we said this it wouldn't have happened but if it somehow happened that a rotation could allow him to be the player that he is right now in Memphis that would have been a really sweet thing for that yeah. to happen in Toronto but even what Delon is bringing right now it's still a less than what the potential of Fred Van Vliet is and what Fred Van Vliet has delivered. So it's only a positive, even if DeLon Wright excels, and I don't wish him any bad, um, I think that it's it's only a positive thing. And even if he succeeds, I'm thinking it's great that that we freed up the space for Fred Van Vliet to be the guy now. Certainly. And yeah, you you mentioned it. He was only averaging seven points per game for the Raptors and not necessarily the greatest shooting, not not the greatest three-point shooting either. So he he wasn't really, I, I didn't see a spot for him to really fit with this Toronto Raptors. Maybe in the playoffs, he'd be fighting with Norm and McCaw 
and Lynn and all these players. So DeLon Wright, he he deserves to thrive, get get his opportunity in Memphis. He wasn't in the same case for Jonas to a lesser extent. These guys weren't going to be as much of impact players in Toronto as much as Marcus Gasol is going to be. So I think this trade worked out for both teams. But let us know what you guys think in the comment section below. We know we certainly know this is going to be a controversial podcast considering how the comment sections have played out over our past few videos. So let us know was this trade smart? Should we have given up on Jonas Valanciunas? You know the one maybe point in Jonas's favor is that he's a lot younger. So in the future we would have had him. But you know I- I'm happy with the move. Riker, you seem to be happy with the move. Let us know. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. Any last words, Riker? Yeah, well, we forgot to mention the old podcasts on the other yeah. platforms, but you know what? Um, if if it's up by then, it'll we'll link it, and we're going to start plugging it on everything anyway, so you'll hear about it. Mm-hmm. And then other other than that, that's it for me. <laughs> all right, rock out. Cheers.